All right, welcome back to another kind of emergency. episode of How About Them Celtics, an emergency The sirens podcast. are going off. The, <laughs> yes. the warning is out. There has been a unicorn sighting. Yes. We, kind of. We, were... we, we aren't positive yet. These but these uh, guys reporting the trade won't say it happened for sure yet. But it's going to be happening. So yes. Christophs Porzingis is going to be a Boston Celtic from all for all intents and purposes, what we're seeing right now. We had a whole and we dropped an entire we're going to drop an entire NBA draft preview show tomorrow. We were about right about to record it um, when this whole Porzingis news dropped. And so we wanted to keep that podcast episode for what it is, a, a draft preview show. So that will be dropping on the day of the draft. But we couldn't not talk about Porzingis. So we, we decided to make an entire emergency podcast about it. And, and I don't know how long we'll run, but we're going to talk about the impending or, or probably done now as you're listening to this. Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics trade. That has emerged in the last what, Sam? Three hours now, like the last yeah, two it's hours, been probably two and a half hours. Because we so, were sitting previewing our video, planning, producing the <laughs> yeah. pod, and then Shams decides he wants to open up Twitter and ruin everybody's day. All right, even though he could have tweeted worse things. This is true. I mean, it all started with a video from Sham saying the Celtics are looking at Porzingis. Then he started, okay, the Clippers are involved. And then then Adam Himmelsbach said they're nearing an end. And then Fisher said Gallinari's. The we're going to break it down right now. Based on Sham's reporting, we're recording this at 445. Sham tweeted this at 443 on Wednesday, uh, June 21st. Breaking. Celtics, Wizards, Clippers are closing in on a trade, sending Porzingis to Boston, Brogdon to the Clippers, Marcus Morris and draft compensation to the Wizards. That is what we know right now. Jake Fisher said Gallinari will also be in the trade. Um, going maybe that's to, a guess. Yeah, maybe going. Well, that's what he's been hearing, hearing at least. Probably going to the Wizards. I would assume he'd be going to the Wizards. They have to make salary. Um, but the biggest part, obviously, is Kristaps Porzingis will be a member of the Boston Celtics. Something we've discussed on this show in the at past length. week or so. Yeah, we've discussed this possibility a lot. My package that i put together for hardwood houdini of fan sided was dragged to the mud yeah people hated it and i mean i can't blame them people don't like rob and people don't want to trade rob it was brogdon rob pritchard and first round picks it seems like the celtics based on everything we're hearing now were able to do that without giving up robert williams or at least many first round picks maybe they'll give up pick 35 which would ruin a portion of our draft pod but whatever um but yeah, it sounds like the Celtics are getting Porzingis for, as Sam would say, free. Dare free. I say free? <laughs> Very free. Compared to what we thought they might have to pay for him. Like you said, you wrote up Brogdon, Rob Williams, Pritchard, multiple firsts. It was a lot. It was a haul. Which I didn't think was crazy even, though, for Porzingis in the season he had. But Yeah, you didn't hey. think it was crazy. He did have a great season. His health is a big question mark, I think, going forward just throughout yes. his career. He's missed a lot of games. Absolutely. But last season is not a season to sneeze at. Washington still kind of sucked. They did beat the Celtics after they said they wanted the one seed. And then they <laughs> and Porzingis killed. killed them. And Porzingis, Porzingis killed did them. kill them. That might have stuck with Brad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I forgot about but that. But he did have a really impactful season. He was a good three-point shooter. His rim protection numbers were really good. He was a good defender in the pick and roll where the Celtics struggled in the playoffs. <laughs> yes. They lost <laughs> almost like two rounds. Just because of the pick and roll, Philly, the games they lost against them were because of that. And then Trey Young, of course, picked them apart in round one. 
they need somebody to be that drop guy, their role defender. And Porzingis may be the guy. That's what it sounds like. Yes. Woj, ESPN sources, the Celtics are working on a trade. I mean, are they ever going to report this trade or are they just going to keep giving me notifications? Yes. Malcolm Brogdon, the Clippers, uh, Clippers, Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and pick number 30 to Washington. Sides still have more work to do on an agreement. So, well, I we think a big part of this. don't know what's going on. I think a big part of this, and I saw, I can't remember if it was Keith Smith or John Hollinger tweet this. There is a world, and I don't know if you saw this, Sam. The Wizards could extend and trade Porzingis. Meaning he wouldn't be an expiring contract. Meaning the Wizards would give him an extension that would then transfer to the Celtics. Because yes. one of the biggest things in a potential Porzingis trade that a lot of Celtics fans have been talking about is this would be a rental. It would be a one-year deal. Like, would it be worth it? If the Wizards extend Porzingis and trade him, like, then you're getting a more secure future. And my, my buddy Liam, who is a longtime friend of the, the program, he texted me. He goes, I thought Porzingis was 30. Porzingis is going to turn 28 in like 50 days. So he'll be 28 for the entirety of next season. He's in the prime of his career. Obviously, injury concerns are something to think about. But you look at his averages this past season. He had the best season of his career in Washington this past season. 23 points, eight and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, one and a half blocks, one steal a game. He only played 65 games, which is a concern. It's the third highest of his career. And obviously that is a potential concern. But when you consider the player they're trading away is Brogdon, who probably had the luckiest injury year of his career last season. Like you're trading an injury questionable player for another injury questionable player. We can get into semantics and say, oh, Porzingis is more injury. Like whatever. Um, He shot 49.8% from the field. 38.5% from three and five and a half attempts a game. I said this on a couple podcasts ago when we talked about it. He feels like the best potential Al Horford replacement there is out there. He's a solid defender. He's obviously not as quick, but Celtics fans have been begging for a taller center for years. You can play him with Rob because Al can get out, or excuse me, you can play him with Al because Al can get out on the perimeter a little bit and guard guys out there. You can play him with Rob because he also is quick and he can get on the perimeter. They're both athletic. Porzingis can shoot the ball, meaning you can play him with Rob. Sorry about my dogs in the background. If you play him with Al, they both can shoot. It seems like a great center to have that can play with both of the guys currently at the center spot on your roster. My question to you, Sam, is if Porzingis does join the Celtics, which for all intents and purposes, he's joining the Celtics, Porzingis is going to be a Boston Celtic. Do they go back to double bigs? And if so, what's the lineup you run? Well, they have to go double bigs. They have three of them that are <laughs> well, all starting caliber now. Yes, you're right. You know, like they really don't have a choice. It makes it maybe a better, more solidified lineup. You can rely on it a bit more, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Porzingis technically gives you a little bit of both guys where – you get the ability to shoot threes that Horford brings you and his defensive prowess and also the rim protection that Robert Williams gives you. And also Porzingis is massive. He's the tallest player the Celtics have had since Taco, who doesn't really count. He's going to be the tallest rotation player since who? I don't even know. Forever? Ever? Yeah, maybe, on maybe seven, ever. Three. I think he's probably ever. 7-3, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Taco was just like a circus gimmick that they – took instead of max strews (laughs) this is true yeah uh yeah well i mean the only downside is that does mean Derek white's probably not a starter unless you're trading marcus which i doubt you trade marcus at this point i think that'd be bad um but yeah brogdon it sounds like is gone gonna join the clippers a good fit for him i will say brogdon on the clippers sounds very smart although i saw somebody tweet i can't remember it might have been natasha die of people 
uh, tweeted something like the Clippers are just obsessed with adding injury prone guys to their injury prone rotation, <laughs> which is just funny uh, to think about. They can't get out of their own way. But um, yeah, Porzingis in Boston, it sounds like the Celtics got away without giving up too much outside of Brogdon and Gallinari. There's a chance they trade that 35th pick, but I, I you don't really know. Update from Adam Himmelsbach, though. According to multiple league sources, the completion of the Porzingis deal would likely mean that the Grant Williams time in Boston has come to an end. So it oh. does sound like he will be out of here. Who said this? Himmelsbach of the Globes. Oh, you know, it's real. Jack's not 11. Yeah. Jack's not too happy about it. Um, That being said, well, I mean, sign and trade. That's what I was going to say. It does open the door to a potential sign and trade or (laughs) Sam's uh, disaster. If you trade him to the Pacers, you could get back a nice little TPE. (laughs) Yeah, that would be horrible. I don't need another TPE around here. We we had the TPE for like three years and it was miserable the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say this. If the issue was paying Grant, this was a much better way to use that money. Would you agree? Getting Porzingis. Getting Porzingis? Yeah. They yeah, threw, I love Grant. Obviously, they Porzingis had to give up Brogdon, but they threw that money and said, okay, fine. We'll just pay extra money to our guy that can help the rotation instead of Grant, who Grant is fine. Grant's Make fine. no mistake about it. Grant is a fine player. He's done his but role to probably the best of his ability. Porzingis is an all-star. They're He's like- been an all-star in the past. He had probably his best season since being on the Knicks when people thought he was the greatest. And then Dallas traded for him and he tried to play next to Luka. But I I don't really know, man. I don't have a problem with this. It's pretty good. I'm waiting for the hammer to fall where it's a terrible thing. Let's see. Jake <laughs> Fisher. There are... Pl- there was plenty of talk around the league about Boston looking to package Peyton Pritchard at number 35 to get into the first round. But one source insisted Celtics were prioritizing ways to trade Malcolm for a big swing. Boston adding Porzingis certainly counts. So maybe they're going to hold on to the draft pick. Now it would make a lot of sense, especially with the not and Pritchard Grant thing and, and Pritchard. Pritchard. It makes a ton of sense to keep Pritchard. Now he's obviously not the best player ever. That's why he was not getting minutes. That's why they brought in a guard to play over him after the 2022 run. But this is the luxury of having a Pritchard is that you know you have somebody that's played for your team before, giving you meaningful minutes, and he can hold his own. He is an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. And not a bad backup. Not not a bad rotation guard if you need to to use him. Agree, yeah. I mean, Porzingis deal... This is awesome. Uh, Woj tweeting Porzingis. In. Who, who said that? Woj. Yes. Gallinari would be joining. Uh, Woj saying Porzingis would opt into his $36 million for the 23-24 season to make the potential trade happen. It sounds like the trade's happening. But there are still outstanding issues to be completed before a deal can be reached. Boston's Nilo Gallinari would be traded to the Wizards in the deal, uh, according to sources, says Woj. But uh, like I said, we were on this like for a week about a potential Porzingis trade to Boston. I love the fit. He's a solid defender. He's a better defender than I think he gets credit for. He can hit his shots. The the concerning thing I've seen around is I think Bobby Manning tweeted this in camp to bat to buy. He tweeted like, does he need the ball too much to be effective in Boston? I would say no. I mean, you ran into that issue a little bit with Luca. Like you, you see, okay, maybe it doesn't work when he plays off the ball completely. <clears throat> I don't know if I buy it as much with the Celtics because they don't have a player as ball dump. Like, Luca's the most ball dominant player in the NBA. He just is. He had the high, like he is one of the highest usage rates in NBA history this past season. Yes. Like Russell Westbrook, if you're going to win with Luka Doncic, he needs to have the ball in his hand and be the number one option. That's just well, how it is. And he to add on probably, to that, yeah, the Boston Celtics are at their best when they're moving the ball. 
this that is true. probably goes to the same degree for literally every team in the NBA. But the Celtics, more than anyone, fed off creating open threes when the ball was yep. popping around and their offense was highly powered. If you have so many players that can use the ball and be impactful with the ball, it's such a luxury to have now. Adding a Porzingis, oh, he needs the ball too much. Why? So he can play in the post? Celtics yeah, would right. love to have somebody play in the post in the playoffs. They had nothing like That's that. That's actually a great other point. Like this is the like they have they they finally have a backup plan for when they're shooting a gazillion threes and they're hitting the rim every time. Fill in the blank for me. Kristaps Porzingis is the best post player the Celtics have had since X. Kevin Garnett. Really? Or maybe wow. Horford his first time. I guess yeah. Like, but even Horford his first time was fine. But like. I, I really don't think people understand just how good Kristaps Porzingis is. Like, I, I feel like he, he flew under the radar a lot because he played in Washington. And let's be honest, not a lot of people were watching Wizards games, right? Like, I like was just, not. That's how it is. What, but, was not watching Washington. But you saw what peak Porzingis can do when he played the Celtics. He killed the Celtics. He killed them. And like you said, I think it's a great other option to have when the threes aren't falling. And for the people concerned about the injury issues, I think that's totally fair, right? That's totally fair. Injury concerns. But if there is a team that can handle that, it is the Celtics because they have three centers on the roster. Now, granted, all of which probably have some days where you don't want them to play. But then just don't play Al this night. Then don't play Rob this night. Then don't play Porzingis this night, right? Like you can afford to have rest days for certain players because now you have three starting caliber centers on your roster. You can go back to playing the defensive minded basketball that ironically Malcolm Brogdon was begging you to play. Uh, Now you have Porzingis to do that. You have Rob to do that. You have Al to do that. I genuinely don't see a world where this trade isn't a massive win for the Celtics. I talked about it at length. The biggest thing for me in a Brogdon trade was getting back a better position of need. The fact that they turned that into an all-star caliber center is crazy. But I, this is a huge win in my book for the Celtics. I agree. We we talked about it at length with Brogdon and in the rumors surrounding the three guard rotation the Celtics had last season. One of them was going to be out. It appears it's Brogdon unless this blows up. All right, great. You have done exactly what you said. You've moved Brogdon for a piece that can help you in a greater way in a position that needs more right now. And you've perhaps found yourself a Horford successor, which has been a massive point of contention for us for at least this season. They extended Horford and we were like, okay, is it going to be Grant? I never felt like it could be Grant. It just doesn't feel like he's the right size. Feels like he's a bit too small. Don't make me sad on the podcast. No, but seriously, it just doesn't feel like, even if Grant was to stick around, it would be great to have Grant, but that's just not who Grant is. I think... Porzingis. Grant is never going to be an all-star big. Yeah, no, it's you're right. Not I'm, not, I'm not fighting that. Porzingis I'm not fighting has that. done that. Mm-hmm. Horford previously was an all-star big. And you finally have somebody that has a well-rounded skill set from a forward center spot. Shooting, size, defense. Great. Now Horford doesn't have as much pressure. This is just Mike. such an upgrade for the Celtics. They yes. did it at a great time. Here's why. One, they still have the draft tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow when you're listening to this. And you also have free agency. Well, this you is coming get out off today, the Gallinari money. I don't know if you get another yeah. mid-level. If you do, you can use uh, it in another way. 
I assume the I think Porzingis' salary coming in might prevent them from using it because they might go over the cap. I don't know how that works, but I'm sure some minimum guys will come play for you. Yes. Michael Pina, friend of the pod, uh, just tweeted this out, and I think this is a good question as well. One of the big things Boston probably needs to do next year is severely limit Al Horford's regular season role, potentially even removing him from the starting lineup. Too soon to say how Boston's rotation will shake out, but bringing Al off the bench will be easier with KP. I, If I'm the Celtics... I would rotate between starting lineups of Marcus, Derek, Jason, Jalen, KP, and Marcus, Jalen, Jason, Rob, KP. I do think bringing Horford off the bench would probably be the smartest decision just so you can't let me. I mean, you saw it by the end of the season. He had the best shooting season of career, but by the end of the playoffs, the shot was just gone for Horford. Maybe that was a part of his legs being gone. Maybe if that was just, you know, him not working out, um, him being tired. I'm curious to know what you think because Porzingis has to start. He has to be the starting lineup. He's an all-star caliber player. The question is, do you start Al? Do you start Rob? Or do you start Derek alongside Marcus, Jason, Jalen? And I guess another question would be, do you start Derek or Marcus? I I, I think Marcus is the obvious choice. Um, Better playmaker, better defender. Maybe not better defender at this stage, but uh, a better point of attack defender. And maybe that's not even true. I, I don't know. What's your ideal starting lineup? I would probably lean towards a regular every night starting lineup if Rob is healthy enough of Marcus, Jalen, Jason, Rob, KP, Porzingis. But I think the Celtics could go in a lot of different directions. It's really tough because if there was ever a time where I felt like it made sense to bring Horford off the bench, it's this one. Exactly. But at the same time, I feel like him and Rob are more effective in the inverse role. I feel like Horford's more effective as a starter. And I feel like Robert Williams is more effective coming off the bench because he gives you an energy punch. If Horford's coming off your bench, I just don't think you're getting that from him. I think you kind of risk him not being as sharp. And we've never seen Horford really ever come off the bench in his career. Well, I think Michael Pena's point though is also true. Like you say, he might not be as sharp, but also like if you minimize his role in the regular season, maybe his shot would still be there in the playoffs, right? Because, you, I mean, you saw the effects of a long season, I think. And I think something we don't talk about a lot is, like, everyone's like, oh, he was so great in the playoffs during that run. He didn't play the year prior. Like, he, he didn't have to play in OKC. This was him coming off a long finals run, playing an entire regular season again, and they gave him some rest. But you saw his shot sort of go away, come uh, get away from him by the end of the regular season. This could be a chance for them to, to take him. Realistically, like, they don't have to have the same starting lineup every night. Like you'd like to see them generate some consistency, but even if it is like, okay, if Horford needs a break tonight, we'll start Rob. If they both need a break, let's start Derek. If, if, you know, we'll start Rob on most nights, but then like they can flip flop a lot for that fourth starting spot or excuse me, fifth starting spot. But Marcus, the Jays and Porzingis is a phenomenal start. <clears throat> Brian Rob tweeting a great William sign and trade is still a possibility in the wake of a Porzingis deal per league source. Look for the team to keep their options open with him as a restricted free agent with a qualifier next week. So it sounds like they are exploring that as another way to add more talent um, to the roster. Something else I saw, and uh, this is from Al Horford Pacino, which is a Twitter account. Peyton Pritchard bullied the Celtics front office into a mere him with the six man of the year in one. You have to respect it. Like that's it's kind of funny. It's true. Like, that's kind of fire. Um, oh man, this is crazy. I didn't think. And then Kenny Beecham, King of the Fourth Quarter on YouTube, tweeted out: Brad Stevens turned Tice and a late first into Porzingis. It's true. <laughs> that's that's nuts. And obviously, Neesmith and all the bench guys. But like, 
That's nuts. <laughs> well, th- this is really what my thought process was going into the trade and calling it free. Mm-hmm. If you're an outsider looking in, you're like, what do you mean free? You just traded the six men of the year for Kristaps Porzingis. Okay, great. You did. Yeah. It's true. Brogdon had a remarkable regular season. I think people really forgot about that because he really struggled against Miami in the playoffs, Jack included. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much that he was never a denier of Brogdon or said Brogdon wasn't great or whatever, but there is a factor which plays into it, which is the Celtics don't necessarily need him. And he was a luxury because that is also true. Yes. He always was a luxury from day one. He was a, ru- a luxury. You were like, Oh my God, we get this guy for free. And now you have a three headed monster with your guard rotation. You really thought it would be him and smart turned out to be smart and white in the, in a mix of him and like smart kind of down year too. It was weird for him. He was hurt a lot. Yeah, I, just like I said, I just don't see how this is anything but a win for the Celtics. You, you get another all-star on the roster. Cam Tabatabai, again, uh, somewhat out on this when it came out. He tweeted something like, Jalen, Jason, and Porzingis actually had very similar so- shot profiles, like shot charts and, and attempts last season, so that could be an intriguing thing to figure out. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think you have Porzingis, who is probably more comfortable playing off the ball, especially when he can be... Is it? I know the Mavericks only had Luca and Porzingis, but I feel like Porzingis can still get more touches in Boston than he had in Dallas. Like in Dallas, he had 15 shots a game. He took 15 shots a game in Dallas. How many did Brogdon take this year? On the 13. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. Brogdon Was I took, right? He took, oh, he only took 11 shots a game, That's but close. still, right? Like, Brogdon's not going to have those shots. Horford's probably going to take less shots, right? Well, they uh, also don't need Porzingis to have a major role in the offense. He's I, gonna, know, but... I think Porzingis is going to be a big-time breaking case of emergency guy, and the rest of his offense is going to come in the flow of the, the plays, the ball movement. All of that is going to garner him his shots. They're not gonna, I don't think they run a lot of plays for Porzingis. Maybe he's an early in the game, get a couple baskets to get the, the flow And if he's going, hot, he's hot. Feet. And you, can you keep him going if he's hot? Yeah, but I, I don't really think you're going to see, like, yeah, run this play for Porzingis in the third quarter. I think you're going to see, oh, they're shooting 20% from three. Okay, Porzingis post up. And then yeah. he will come into play. Yeah, I, I love it. I see a lot of people mix mixed feelings in the Porzingis thing. I think it's going to be great. I think they have another guy who can take 15 shots a game if he needs to, or take 10 shots and just take his threes and play solid defense. I guess it all goes back into it depends on if he buys in it's free that's my thing you have Pritchard to bring back Brogdon you trade Gallo at worst case you also give up the 35th pick but it sounds like the Celtics are getting out of here without even giving up a pick this is a free addition of a potential short-term potential long-term piece I love the trade for the Celtics I think Porzingis will be great I think he'll be a solid starter I think he can play solid defense I think he can take the load off of Robin Allen I think they can do it for Porzingis too I am all in on this Porzingis trade for the Celtics. I think it's the perfect swing move. The only thing that I could have potentially liked more is if you got like an Ananobi or a Siakam, you get a forward instead and you run with your two bigs. But in terms of a swing move, I, I said this on the podcast before this was even a realistic possibility. I think he's the closest thing to an Al replacement as you're going to find around the league. And they got him. You did. Crazy. You did say that. You were in on this from the beginning. You kept floating him around. I denied it, mm-hmm. denied it, denied it. And we kind of started <laughs> to get closer. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I see it. And 
they did it without giving up Rob, which was a part of your mock trade. And it was like, ah, I don't really know if I want to give up on Rob yet. Like I, I which is we, good. We texted I'm... about this. I was like, I don't know if people are giving up on Rob too soon. I think he's pretty great. Uh, I think he, he really has a lot left to give. And I don't think the injuries should be something people overreact to just yet. Maybe this is another insurance type move too, for both of those guys, Horford and Rob. Because now you have somebody yeah. else that's like the third guy. He's an equal, probably the best out of the three. But really, he just makes that big man rotation so much better. And all offensive stuff aside, the defense is the big prize. Yes, Again, I agree. In the playoffs, that is where the Celtics sucked. That is where the Celtics lost games they shouldn't have lost defensively. Philly, game one, had no answer for Harden in a pick and roll. Game four, no answer for Harden again. Atlanta, Trey Young, targeting people in switches. Porzingis is much better on the perimeter, from what you've told me, than other big guys that are known for defense in the league. Somebody like a yep. Gobert, he's much better than them. All right, editing Jack here again. StreamYard must have cut off the end of our recording. That was all we had for thoughts. There was another, no other Porzingis content, but our outro did get cut off. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. We'll update you if there was more stuff included in the trade, i.e. if they give up the 35th pick. But it does sound like the Celtics got out of there with just giving up Malcolm Brogdon and Daniel Gallinari. And, and I guess technically Grant Williams because they're not bringing him back. But at least he can be included in other sign-and-trade deals to bring back something else to Boston. But thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it very, very much. As always, Porzingis is a Celtic. That's kind of nuts. Uh, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. As always, leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify. You know the drill by now. Follow me at Jackson NBA. Follow Sam at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us today. As Sam says, bye.